0: My HBCU mm. And boy? Yeah, boy I love it, love it yeah. I love it, love it yeah, yeah. I love my HBCU yeah. And man, man, man I hope my team They won one yeah. I hope my team They won one mm. Yeah Man I hope my team They won one yeah. I hope my team They won one yeah. Yeah. yeah I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab To see my team Wanna loud. If they loud, I'm quiet as a mouth I- But if they want She's half yeah. uh, I'ma do the dab Yeah Dr. Keville, you know what he be talking about. Talking about Mike Charles, they know what they be talking about. Talking yeah, about they compress the analytic data with this hip hop. If you know him like I know him, they gon' tell you if your team if they wanna
1: lose. And yeah, the ball, ball, ball? This is Dr. went inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, but we have none other than Professor Drew. Remember, he got elevated as he got. Uh, On the ten track, so, you know, assistant professor tenure track A.D. Drew is is getting it done in the building, along with uh, Professor Charles Bishop. Welcome to episode 370 of Inside HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBC Dash for all things HBC Sports. From institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC Sports Culture, HBC Athletic Aesthetics facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. We better know, we just call it HBCU sports Pedagogues. With that being said, other people call it March Madness. We simply call it HBCU chaos. And a lot going on. We'll give you an update <laughs> uh, if you're not hearing. It's going down in the SIC. Uh, and when I say going down, I mean there are some top seeds that continue to go down. We'll give you some oh. updates and messages on that. Uh as you uh, well I'll try to keep control of these folks' attentions. There's like 23 that, seconds left in the game. It's a five <laughs> with uh Benedict coming in as the sixth seed in the east. Uh is up on the second seed in the east Savannah State, uh 73 to 68. Stick with us, we'll make sure you get your updates uh and let you know the outcome of the final part there. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. I'm your host, along with my co host. Today is none other than AD Drew, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to our KCH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, This multi hall of Famer Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, Charles. With all things being said, how you doing today?
2: Doing well, Doc. Doing well. You know, it's uh, living a life professor and student. We got midterms next week. So uh, prepare diligently for what's coming up in front of us. <laughs> man, you so mean. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're just going to throw it out there. And yeah. These folks. And, yeah, I see you living that life. I got you. Oh, man. Uh-huh. I Big understand. Time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Drew is familiar with that. He's taught. At this level as well. Uh, With that being said, AD Drew, how you doing today? Doc,
3: here's my (laughs) bracket. Let let me put it into perspective. Let's look back at the CIAA tournament. Uh, Four of the, see, three three of the four women's teams who had the bye lost their first round game in the CIAA tournament. Two of the four men's teams with the bye lost their first tournament game. SIC has double buys. Double buys, double trouble. Yesterday we saw one, one women's team go down, one men's team go down with the double bye. And today, thus far, We see we have seen one women's team go down and we are 16.4 seconds from seeing one men's team go down with one game (laughs) left to play, Dr. Caville. I used to I used to love the idea of the double buy because I figured it gave you a chance to make sure that your good teams got advanced and did not get upset early. But when you go to the SIEC and the CIAA, I think that's the uniqueness of those tournaments. Versus the SWAC and the Act, where the SWAC and the act tends to be chalk. C-I-A-A-A, SIAc, man, anybody beat anybody any doggone time. Is the parity like that during
2: correct. the course
3: of the season? Say it the again? Parody,
2: I said the parity like that during the course of the no, season. No, it's not. It,
3: it, it, you, you should have one or two dominant teams on both yeah. sides of the ledger in the mm-hmm. uh, in both the S-I-A-C and the C-I-A-A. But if you got two dominant teams in a division – you might, you might as well put it down like money in the bank. One of those two seeds is, go, is going down to that first game that they play in the tournament. Yeah. To that team who had to play a day before or two days before just to get to them. So I guess it's the rest versus Russ. The uh, the rest doesn't win when it comes to the Division two level. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Great
1: question. Great points made. Um, it's coming down. Ten seconds left. It looks like Benedict is going to close it out as a 77 to 68. Savannah state had a couple of chances with three point baskets that just would not go. So obviously uh, Benedict with the rebounds gets fouled, they're going to the line and stretching out. the lead. So uh, it's ugly here. It's a final 10 point win by Benedict 78 the whole, to 68. The whole to Savannah state. Yep. Um, Over. So That's how it goes sometimes. Let me go to you, Charles. Um,
2: mm. What are some of the things on your mind? Yeah, let's take a look at this. Is, and, uh, what's hot news to take you? We, we had a bit of history that was made in the SWAC uh, as Natala Hawthorne became the first female to officiate a Division I baseball game in the league uh, on February 28th mm. when she called a plate job for the Alabama AM versus Steelman contest. Uh, and this is a quote from her, being the first woman is surreal, uh, Mr. Holloway, uh, and, and his ability to see my potential to take a chance on me. Uh, made me want to do nothing but make him and this conference proud. My goal was to work hard. Finding out I would be the first woman was extra. And this is a quote uh, from Robert Holloway. We are elated to have Ms. Hawthorne on the SWAC staff because she has demonstrated the ability to umpire at the Division I level proficiently. Her being a barrier breaker as a minority female is just icing on the cake. So uh, history being made in the SWAC in regards to first female umpire behind the plate.
1: Man, I like it. That's great news. I saw that came out. I'm glad you brought it up and shared it with everybody. Um, This is the final game for the MEAC men and women. So we got some MEAC women games going on. So I'll give us some score updates there. In the SWAC, you have a final games for some teams, uh, as they do one of their last two, which is today and Saturday. Then you have those rivalry games between Texas Southern and Prairie View. FAMU, and Bethune-Cookman on Saturday only. So it'll be interesting as you get some of these women's scores going on before I ask Drew uh, any additional hot news that he wants to get out there for us to ponder and consider that's on the landscape. Uh, On the Thursday night games for the MIA, already Norfolk State has claimed the regular season championship, so this is all about seeding for some teams. North Carolina Central. Is up on South Carolina State 55 to 42. That's 337 left in the fourth. And again, these are women's scores. Uh, and then you have Delaware State uh, up on Maryland Eastern Shore 50 to 38. That's with 748 left. Uh, you have Morgan State hosting Coppin State, and they're up over Coppin uh, 47 to 35. That's with 10 minutes left in the fourth. Just getting started there in the fourth. Then you have Howard defeating, uh, um, excuse me, up on Norfolk State uh, with a shocker to some degree. Double digits, 39 to 26, but it's just in the third, 623, so it's a little early. we got some time there, but it's a big lead, so we'll see what that looks like. Might be a little hangover for the ladies. at Norfolk State, uh, as last Monday, they were able to claim a championship, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what that looks like in terms of all that's going on there. In terms of the swag, uh, you have some SWAC women games uh, played tonight, if you would. Uh, you have your matchup on HBCU game, HBCU go, I should say. But with that being said, uh, you have Grambling State up over Alabama A&M, 32 to 27 with 456 left in the third. You have Jackson State up. Just 13-9 starting in the second quarter, 540 left in that. You have Alcorn State pounding Mississippi Valley right now, 31-19, 431 left in the second, so it's still early there. Uh, you have Southern up over Alabama State, 40-31, to with 246 left in the second quarter in that matchup. With that being said, plenty of basketball as you're coming down to the final stretch for the Division One programs. you got the SIC tournament going on. So that's fascinating. One other update I do want to share is Langston's. Langston's men have did the double double. They won the regular mm-hmm. season in the Sooner Athletic Conference, and they have now won the tournament. Uh Langston continues to thrive and show how talented they are on the men's side. So it'll be interesting to see what that looked like. 80 Drew, we did the uh church uh black church. I saw, I saw it. Framing on Tuesday if you saw that yes, yes um, I did just shouted out everybody but Langston was playing at night so I wanted to get them in. With that being said, anything else that you wanted to share before we take our first break? Yeah
3: Doc, I got so many ways I could go with this. I'll come back to you, Charles. I'll get you. Sure. You want another one? You got time. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got so many ways I could go with this, Doc. Uh, but first, I'm going to get a, a promo in before I go where I want to go. Make sure you tune into to the BCSS Sports Wrap on this Sunday. We're going to have... Commissioner Dr. Anthony Holloman uh, that we will air on... Uh, Sunday night show gonna have a special guest who's uh, been going to internet fame as of late a uh, person that we all know and love uh, but you gotta tune in to see uh, what it is so we're gonna let him <laughs> tell his story on the uh, BCS <laughs> sports rap on Sunday <laughs> everybody's laughing because they, they y'all know what I'm talking about uh, I love
1: the tease I love the tease
3: Yes, yes, yes. You know, he, he's gone from telling the story to becoming a story. We'll just say that. <laughs> now, nah, but where I really want to go is be at end of the season. So you know what the word is, be act what? It. Ish. All right. After tonight's games, everybody, thank God Maryland Easter Shore lost Monday because – we're only left with three teams that can finish 10-4 after tonight's game. North Carolina Central plays South, South Carolina State. Let's give it W. Norfolk and Howard play. We know Howard won the first time. Norfolk needs to win tonight. If that should happen, you will have Central, Howard, and Norfolk all tied at 10-4. Don't forget if if Bradley if Shore would with a beaten Morgan on Monday, we would have had fourteen. But let's get down to the three. Right, and I went through this on Sunday show. We actually contacted the BAC office to find out what the tiebreakers will be, Doctor Kavir. Uh, Obviously, you go to head to head, three way tie, so you can't you can't use head to head. Next thing you do is record amongst the three that's tied. Guess what? Everybody split with each other. <laughs> should Norfolk win what's the next tiebreaker conference only record based on winning percentage versus highest ranked team what that means everybody is you start with the next team that's not a part of the tiebreaker and see what everybody see what it is if a team went 2-0 versus a team then a team went 1-1 and versus a team that 2-0 and team now steps ahead of the other team Guess what, y'all? Everybody got the same dog on record against everybody else.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Now we're down to the fourth. See. No, we, yeah, we're, we're down to the next one. Scoring margin versus common conference opponent. Of course, it's common conference. Everybody plays everybody. So now some somebody's going to have to pull out the Excel spreadsheet. And points for points against in the conference to see who wins that tiebreaker. <laughs> I when love it. This is to be at just in case that happens to be tied. Then we you're going to point. go to the best winning percentage in non-conference games versus Division One opponents. And then after all said and done, I don't I don't know if you've seen the three-sided coin, Doctor Kavir but they've got coin toss as the final tiebreaker, and we're going to have to find a, a, a three-sided coin to break that uh, thing since we've got three teams uh fight. Just wanted to talk about the ish of the day from the MIAC. So you can see the swack with
1: the chaos, and you got the ish on the MIAC. With that being said, Charles, I know you wanted to add a bit of news too, so go ahead.
2: Yeah, very interesting article came out, Sports Illustrated by Richard Johnson, uh, in terms of the 20 most influential black figures in college football. Uh, so they have some uh, names familiar to us uh, listed on on, on this uh, top 20. Uh, Deion Sanders, current coach, at Colorado former coach at Jackson State, uh, being number one on the list. Uh, the mm. commissioners uh, from the four conferences that make up the HBCUs right now, uh, they were listed, I believe, 10 through 14. Let me pull that up real quick. But yes, 10 through uh 13, power four HBCU commissioners, uh Jackie McWilliams Parker from the CIAA, uh, Dr. Charles F. McCullough from the SWAC, Anthony Holloman uh from the SIAC, as AD mentioned, will be on his show. And Sonia Steels from the MIAC uh represented uh players uh in terms of uh 10 through 13 on this top 20 list. And then as we move down, also listed at number 17. Is John T. Grant, Executive Director of the Celebration Bowl. And Stephen Gaither, he is number 18 on this list of 20, uh, founder of HBCU Game Day uh, in terms of uh, the power players, if you will, and uh, power players in terms of blacks in college football. So, a uh, very interesting list to say the least. I wonder Good what still, Dr. Holloman sure has to, to say Steven about Gaither.
3: it. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Stephen Gaither. We find out what Dr. Still- Holloman has to say
1: on Sunday. No doubt. No doubt. Let's get into our first break. We'll be right back after this quick break. We'll get into the mid-major top five for the women. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
4: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. You're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference and HBCU athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network.
0: Are you- the analytic data with your hip hop if you know 'em like I know 'em. They gonna tell you if your team if they want a
1: so listen to Professor Yes. and pay attention because he going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. want to go into these top five rankings in week number eight as we start to close out the season. Uh, this will be the last one uh, in terms of closing out the season. bring out week nine, and then we get into the tournament. We'll give you week 10, and before you know it, we'll have a – mid-major major division champion of 2022-2023. I'm fascinated to see how it all comes down. Stuff We might have to wait a little bit in terms of the women and, uh, men, and men's. as some of them, particularly on the men's side, I expect that they should make a nice run in the tournament with that being said. Let's get into the women matchup in regards to see what you think in week number eight. Dropping out this week? As you see, before we get into dropping out, let's look who's receiving votes. Elizabeth City State Vikings 19 and 10, 9 and 7 with 14 points. Fayetteville State Broncos 18 and 7, 14 and 2 with 9 points. Savannah State Tigers 17 and 7, 13 and 6 with 7 points. Lincoln Lions of Pennsylvania 19 and 9, 12 and 4 with 6 points. And as you see, Fayetteville State. Uh drop out of the poll rankings this week. Oh. We'll get a new entrance in the top five, and we'll get to tell you what that looks like. Yeah, it's one of those weeks. It's been tough, but we'll see what takes place. Hey, this is top five. Look at the record of these teams in the top five. He's in the It's not just about winning regular season, uh, which will put you in a good position, but it's certainly not just about winning the tournament, which is what I call a sprint versus the season being the mile. Uh, relay when you think about what that looks like. So, as we get in the top five, with number five, we have West Virginia State, the Yellow Jackets. Uh, previous number three, they're falling hard, but they find a way to stay in the top five. Uh, they need to make a run in the tournament. We'll see what that looks like. 22 and five on the season, 17 and five in the conference race, uh, with a loss as they split last week. Um, they dropped two spots. Bringing us to number four, Philander Smith, Panthers, 22 and five. 17 and 5, 37 points. Not ranked. They jump in uh, to the poll rankings. They go all the way to the final of the Gold Coast Athletic Conference. They lose on a buzzer beater to Russ. And you talk about Russ. Russ comes in at number three. Russ Ooh. Barry Cats, 22 and 5, 12 and 2, 43 points. Up two spots from number five. We got a chance to interview the coach of the champions of the GCAC for the tournament on the women's side. Hope you enjoyed that. If, uh, if you haven't heard it, go back to Tuesday night and you can check that out. At number two, you have Florida Memorial Lions, 24-5, and 15-1, 51 points. Moving up two spots from number four, Florida Memorial Lions. They do the double duty as they win the regular season and the tournament, much like the Rush Bearcats. Next on the list is one of the few teams that be able to see the muscle through the SIC tournament unscathed of some of these upsets that A.D. was chairing his bracket, that's the one bracket that he didn't show you that is feeling good about that's still in play. He didn't put that up because it's just not looking Only right. He the trying to keep it low. <laughs> right. Keep it low until after the fact. Then you get up and cheer. I understand. I understand, <laughs> But right now, they are the team that comes in at number one. Golden Tigers, the ladies are getting it done, 22-3, 19-0, six first-place vote, votes, 60 points, remain number one, and they stood the test of time. Can they find a way to do the double duty and really lock in the number one spot? you talking about what would be probably the upset of the year thus far, particularly on the women's side, would be Tuskegee going down in the tournament. I don't see it happen. I think they're ready to get it done. With that being said, uh, Charles, I'm going to give it to you first with the Tuskegee Golden Tigers as they maintain the number one ranking. Um, uh, They have all the first place votes. They are showing why they are that talented as they roll through the SIAC
2: tournament. Yeah, uh, very well deserved in terms of being number one team. I find it very interesting. I think Russ Coach po- pointed out uh the other night uh, when we talked to him. But all three of these, uh, number one, number two, and number three teams, they have a, a dominant score, a secondary score, but they're also the same thing in regards to rebounding. All, all three of these uh, uh, top three teams are very dominant uh, in terms of uh, second chance opportunities and rebounding. You'll all see them at the top of the conference in terms of uh, rebounding. So uh, very well observed. I think the uh, top five are, are right on point.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. I appreciate you. We'll make sure that we continue to share the love on the show, even though everybody else says that disappeared. Uh, but you disappeared. <laughs> so, yeah. We're going to make sure that you hey, hear no, everybody can see you.
2: Uh, I, I didn't know I had disappeared, but, uh, man. Yeah, oh I was God. like, <laughs> you know, my
1: fault. My fault. Me? You missed one show in, like, four years, uh, <laughs> and it's over. What that means? Oh, my God. That'll teach it. As they say, you probably said, that'll teach it. That'll teach Yeah, it. I know. No, right? that'll learn you. Yeah, that'll learn me. That'll,
0: that'll learn, you. learn you.
3: Yeah. 80, Drew, what are your thoughts on the top five rankings? Um, I'm going to – I'm going to have to give you 80 on the top five. I'm going to have to give you 80 on your receiving votes, uh, Dr. Cabell. And here's why. Uh you have always said that your poll is a week-to-week poll and that you, That's go, correct. And that you go by the, the one of the main components is what you have done that week. That's right. That's right. Don't, don't disrespect you for Landon Smith. He, they played a hell of a game, but they lost. <laughs> Elizabeth City State won their conference championship. They won that sprint. Yeah. So, you've got the team that uh, Philander Smith was, in, uh, was receiving votes last week, and they lost and got into the top five. But Elizabeth City State won and couldn't get into the top five. Oh, but the team that lost bumped up to the top five. Got it. I got. I've got to ask the question, Doctor Kabil, to your posters on: Did they stick to the criteria? That was in the syllabus. <laughs> right. I, like, I think you asked
1: a wonderful question there.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, and you're absolutely right. That is one of the parameters that is in the syllabus. So did the voters uh, vote like that? One thing I will say in regards to this, um, there's also a consideration of where Elizabeth City State Vikings were previously, as you talked and that's about. Fair. And that's fair. Uh, that was a curious to thing. To your and point, English. and you did yeah. your homework, so I like that is that Philander Smith was receiving votes. So I think part of it is they just were so far ahead of Elizabeth City state that they couldn't get in there. I will say this. Uh West Virginia state um was really close. You see it's 17 points. Uh with Elizabeth City state at 14. So they were almost there to knock West Virginia state out, which would have still been a great argument cuz you would have had 4 and 5 uh with 5 uh, not being ranked, getting in the top five, along with five not being ranked. So yeah, well, it's it's that margin, as you talk about the week-to-week, week that makes it end. uh But it's a good point. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, what may happen over the next week in terms of other teams to find out what uh, that looks like. West Virginia in the tournament, if they don't get it right, they could fall out, which could put Elizabeth City in the top five. Last one, quickly.
3: Miles should be somewhere on this list. And the receiver. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, think, I, Miles, I think Miles. I think should be in before Savannah State. Both of them finish number two in their in their respective division. But having having actually seen these teams, Miles is the second best women's team in the SIAC. Miles's biggest problem is they compete on the same side <laughs> as Tuskegee. I, <laughs> I, I like it. I'll take that one. I give you an a plus on that, Charles. Did
1: you have any final thought that you want to jump in in this? No, no, no. I think
2: we can move right on to the men, but uh, that's a good All point. All right, let's get
1: they, into our our next break. We'll come back on the other side and get into the men and see what your thoughts are as we're closing up on some games in the MEAC. We do have some finals here. I'll share that with you. Uh, Delaware State uh, beats Maryland Eastern Shore, uh, wow. and we have North Carolina Central defeating South Carolina State. So we'll give you. Uh, Those updates, and as we come back, we'll give you some seedings based on that. 53 seconds with Morgan State up over Topper State, 52 to 47. Uh, Howard is still leading Norfolk State, 49 to 40, but it's 847 left in that.
3: You had an update with Miles? No, no, no. I said that was expected, which is what I said. Yeah, great point. We'll come back on the other
1: side. If we can get some finals here, we'll give you an update of what we believe uh, the seedings will be on the women's side. It's a little clearer than what Drew broke down on the men's side. We'll have to pull out our calculators to see if that doesn't quite go right. So you'll be attuned to that matchup as it goes into the evening. With that being said, uh, we'll turn it back on the other side. We'll be right back after this break. We'll get into the mid-major men's top five and see what you think there from these two uh professors as they give you the updates to let you know what things uh on whether somebody is reading the syllabus or not stickers will be right back after this break
4: Mangos Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to MangosCaribbeanRestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to
3: 313131. Tell your mama hungry, papa hungry, brother hungry. Mangos
4: Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine.
3: Tell them I'm my this is Brian Fulford, AD Drew, and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics, from the
2: games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories. We cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts, like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find
3: the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash.
4: T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash.
3: Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T Madnet Associates at eight three three PAID one two three. That's eight three
2: three P A I D one two three.
3: From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection. Of premium cigars.
2: Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com.
0: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to laugh and all about, all about. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention, boys. I- he going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr.
1: with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. As we promised, we're back on the other side. We're going to give you the top five on the men's side for the mid-major division and see what's going on. We're going to see how well the voters and the computers did this week in week number five. Let's start it out with uh, a team that drop out this week. So we'll talk about those receiving votes and give you the team that dropped out as well, Virginia Union Panthers, 23-7. and 7. 12 and 4, a great season, 23 points, but they lose in the semifinals of the CIAA as they were making their final run. And with that loss, it drops them out of the top five with some other teams doing well. Miles Golden Bears sit at 21 and 6, 15 and 5, 21 points. Not so much on the women's side, but at least on the men's side, they get some love. Uh, uh, so good point made by Drew. We'll see what he thinks on this one. Claflin Panthers sit at 19 and 6, 15 and 5. 14 points in West Virginia State Yellow Jackets with 20 wins are right, at 20 and 8, 14 and 8, 12 just receiving votes, but outside of the Bonted top five. Dropping out this week uh, was none other than the Virginia Union Panthers at 23 and 7, 12 and 4. But let's look in this top five poll ranking, starting with number five. You'll notice <laughs> everybody in the top five have 20 wins, just yeah. getting into the top five. Uh, Wins some Salem State Rams, 20 and 8, 9 and 7, 41 points were not ranked. They went on the run at the season to get the vaulted CIAA tournament championship. They get it done. Push out Virginia Union Panthers at 23 and 7, but they are able to jump in. At number four, Tuskegee Golden Tigers sit at 20 and 7, 15 and 5, 52 points. Uh, they move up the spot, but we'll see what it means after this SIC tournament run where they were up, leading in that matchup, and actually. In the second half gave up the same amount in terms of the lead. So, boy, you're talking about getting touched a little bit. At number three, Philander Smith-Panthers sit at 22 and 17 and four, sixty-two points. They move up a spot from number four in terms of the top five. At number two, Langston Lions sit at 28 and 2, 20 and 2, three first-place votes at 76 points. They are ranked number two. Sitting at number one, Tougaloo Bulldogs, 28-1, 14-0. Perfect record on the season in regards to being undefeated against NAIA and obviously undefeated in, their term, uh, in the regular season, and they get it done with the tournament. So they do the double dip, just like Langston, getting it done with five first-place votes, 79 points. They end up at number one. It will be interesting to see, as you mentioned about Philander Smith, on the men's side, do they have enough? Since they fell short as well in terms of the men's side of the tournament this week with the SIAC team, will the team that wins the SIEC, will they have enough in the corner to be able to get in the top five? Or will it stay the same next week? We'll see. I'm going to start with you, AD Drew, this time. Uh, <laughs> let me know what are your thoughts on the top five.
3: Well, Doctor Kavir, first of all, we know we're going to have a, an adjustment to your top five because Tuskegee uh, lost.
2: Obviously, this was taken before. <laughs> hey, that, that's that's the one
3: <laughs> before the uh the game last night. Uh, Let it be known, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just go ahead and get that out there. Uh, so we, so we're talking about the top four now because we are just going to just discount Tuskegee all the way out of it. And yes, I can talk about them. Because I've got a degree from them, so I can talk about them. Can't nobody else talk about them on this uh, on this doggone show. But uh, lo- looking at it, I'm. I'm, I'm wait a uh, can Okay, can we flash that back up there, Mr. Producer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Put it the top five. T- put the top five back up there. The the, the, full, the full five. There we go. Right there. The, the only thing that I'm going to say, obviously, we drop a Tuskegee out. Now, now the question is, with Philander, once again, losing in the championship game, should yep. Philander be ahead of a Winston-Salem State team nah. who, who won? That, I'm just asking yeah. the question. But just like they Elizabeth, are, are, just like you Elizabeth City, that
1: you like at least they consistent. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> but just yeah. like elizabeth city they they came from down and uh i don't even remember if, uh Winston Saylor was we receiving votes last week to be honest with you doc uh so that that's one question that we have to answer the next question where well, who replaces tuskegee in the top five
2: Virginia. Miles.
3: No, miles is the best team that's left out there in the receiving votes Mm,
1: interesting. Biles this is Biles still, your you playing. Biles still,
3: still playing. Biles is still playing. Virginia might be at the house. Biles still has a chance to get some style points. Like Virginia submitted this, their this, resume. This, this this is good.
1: Charles, your time for the retort. I do want to get this on the table. Stephen Gator actually says the record for Winston Salem State Rams is twenty one and eight. So I stand corrected on that. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of the top five, and then? Uh, giving a little projection in terms of next week in regards to the likelihood of Tuskegee falling out. I, I love the question y'all put on the table. Is it Virginia Union that should be in the top five, or is it Miles, Golden Bears? Those that are uh, typing in and listening to the show, Stephen Gaither and the others, Karen Griffin, tell me what your thoughts are in terms of whether it's Miles or Virginia Union. You know, Karen is a Tuskegee person, so she's talking about the women. But it'd be interesting what she'll say when she gives a nod to Miles understanding that rivalry. Charles, go ahead.
2: <laughs> I mean, well, we obviously dropped Tuskegee yeah. Uh, but let me tell you what jumps after me is the strength of the NAIA team. Uh, when you take a look at Tougaloo and Langston, uh, you know, one or two. Uh, and all season I've been like, wow, where is the CIAA? Where is the CIAA? Where is the CIAA? CIA? Well, this is that week where at least I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I ought to at least see Winston-Salem State up as high, probably as three or four in Virginia Union, even though they lost, but they did lose to the eventual champion. So I I, I had, you know, I had them in there somewhere. So I had to give Seattle some love and some respect this week. I, I hear what you're saying, Drew, in terms of Miles still being the strongest team sitting out there uh, and their resume is not complete. That's a very compelling point. But I, I, I have Virginia Union up there a little bit higher, but but again another week. I say shout out to the NAIA teams. It was just uh, we talked about the strength of them uh, this year in terms of uh, their prowess on the court, and they have a lot of Division One play, players playing. Uh, and just taking a look at, from a fantasy standpoint, how would they look versus those CIAA teams or SIAC teams uh, in terms of those head-to-head matchups? I think June, right that was-
3: uh, Charles, you, you might be right. Virginia Union, based on what their resumes were coming into this week, I think Virginia Union would be slightly ahead of, of a Biles. But, like I said, Biles still has, when well, we know they're at least playing tonight, possibly three games to add to their resume. Biles gets the championship game. They're ahead of Virginia Union, especially if they win the SIEC. They're definitely I ahead of Virginia can, Union. I can, the I
2: can give it then. Yes.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can give it then. Yes. I love this. I love this. Let me get uh, some
1: of those comments. So we got some good ones coming in. Stephen Gaith is all in it. You know, he's going to uh, really tell you about the CIAA. Might be a slight slant there. Uh, drew, SIEC. So great dialogue going back and forth in terms of what that looks like. Uh, Edward D. Morris says, Grandma State women and men's basketball, Alabama A&M. Uh, giving some updates in terms of the women's there we'll give you those scores. Stephen Gaither says CIAA not getting enough respect. Virginia Union 23 and 7 with a loss to a 21 and 8 Winston Salem Sway caught. Yeah. I give you that's a great point. <laughs> Edwin D Moore says Tougaloo men, Russ women, keep it rolling. Uh four games and four days for Winston Salem State. Another good point. Professor Drew always fights for Miles uh on the down low. Laugh loud I like that <laughs> Professor Drew is Rudy for TU's conference cousin. I like this. Good stuff. Charles is on it tonight. Charles, you're getting the sloop. They said you did your homework. Karen Griffin says, I'm going to pull for fellow SIAC team. I love it. Good. Much love there. Great ball on the g 2 level. No doubt about it. That's why we wanted to get it in. Uh, We've had, obviously, Stephen Gaither before the tournament coming in. We might see if we can get it up of seeing what's going on because tonight is also fascinating. Stay in contact with us. Make sure you check it out at 7 o'clock. What goes on, Drew?
3: Uh, Actually, right now, they are uh, announcing the NAIA women's pairings uh, during the next break. I will see if they've all come, up, come out. And right as soon as we go off the air, they will go into the, the NAIA men's pairings. So we'll see where all of our uh, HBCUs are on those levels. And I'm going to uh, see if I can pull up the NAIA bracket while we uh, finish out this segment, Doc, and give you a report on the other side.
1: Sounds good. Sounds great. With that being said, if we don't get into it tonight, make sure you tune in to Brian and AD on Sunday night. Obviously, they talk about the fact that they have the SIC commissioner on there for an interview. Uh, They have another guest that you'll uh, probably be interested in hearing for somebody that reports on the news, but as he said, seems to become a part of the news. You may be able to guess and see what that looks like. It should be fascinating to see what's going on. Lennon, I'm not getting into the question that you said earlier. I understand that. We're going to leave that alone so we get more information, as they said, so we can report it correctly, uh, uh, although it seems to be out there pretty much for everybody to see. But with that being said, we're going to stay hot and heavy on the sports side of this uh, to get in this, um, see what's going on. Before we get out of here, I think it's some great updates to give you. Uh, as we said earlier, Delaware State defeats Maryland Eastern Shore, 68 to 44. North Carolina Central defeats South Carolina State, 61 to 47. Again, these are women's scores. Another game has gone final, which is Morgan State, defeating Cobbin State, 57 to 49. All this has some seedings, but the one that's really going to be interesting is seeding is for the second spot, and it's going to come down to whether Howard can hang on 53 to 46, whether they – Uh, remain at uh, the number two seed, I believe it is, because uh, they have the point differential. Uh, If both teams are tied, they both split, but the second tiebreaker is point differential. Um, So if they can hold on to the upset, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. You'll have two teams that finish at 10 and four, uh, where Norfolk State will fall to 11 and three. they can come back uh, and then Morgan State will get the number two seed. So we'll keep an eye on that 349. Left in that contest on the women's side, we'll come back on the other side and we got get three in. updates. Uh, three in, we got three in. We talked
3: about three. it on the other side. Three, uh, three good in a, Good, good, we we'll give you these uh scores for the swag women. We'll take a break, come back
1: on the other side, and we'll get those three in and talk about some more matchups as we go down to it. As things are getting good, it's interesting in the fourth quarter with 118 left. Alabama AM is up over Grandma State. 48 to 46. Jackson State is playing in a close one early with Arkansas Pomba. Again, Mm -hmm. another one of those championship spoils might be going on. Hangover, uh, 27 to 23, 517 left, but it is just the third quarter. Uh, You have Alcorn State up over Mississippi Valley, 48 to 34 with 448 left. And you have Southern uh, getting it done against Alabama State with 156 left in the third quarter, 56 to 41. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. We'll give you this last segment. Set some things up for what they look at. We'll give you the updates of which teams are in the NIA for the women. Uh, and we'll stick around and see what we can get for you. Stick with us as we we'll come back right after this break. We'll be right back.
4: Nope.
3: Nope. Want him?
4: Ooh, I like him. <laughs>
2: Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight.
3: He's a nine.
2: Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and as a restaurant quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's like
3: a loot machine. All around town,
2: to get down. Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the time.
0: Impress press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot, And who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes sir, yes, sir. and pay attention because he going to teach a
1: lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. We're going to jump right back into it. Uh Tease it out a little bit, A.D. Drew. You had three teams on the women's side that got it in the NIA tournament. Tell us who they
3: are and what's the season. All right, we'll start off with the GCAC champion, Russ College Bearcats. They are ranked number nine. They will take on Faulkner of Alabama. That's Montgomery, Alabama.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: they will be playing their first and second round games in Campbellsville, Kentucky. All right, and that is in the Door quadrant. In the Kramer quadrant, Fellow GCAC of uh, friend Philander Smith will be taking on Montana Western. That's a three fourteen matchup. Guess which side of that matchup where uh, Philander Smith is on. When I say three fourteen, and they are playing those games in Park City, Kansas. I believe, if I've got my geography right, that's uh, outside the Wichita area of Kansas. And the final uh, team in is Florida Memorial, another 3-14 batch up. Wow, now, they just get a 14-seat?
2: Florida mm. Memorial Ouch.
3: wins the Sun Conference, one of the toughest conferences. Mm. They win a non-HBCU conference, which means everybody else at that conference is an is HWCU. They go through that conference, lose their first game. Win the final 15, <laughs> then win three in the tournament. So that's 18 in a row. And they a 14 seed. And they will be playing Marion, Indiana. And they will be playing those games in Indianapolis, Indiana.
1: With the tough seniors you said there with me yeah. from Florida Memorial. Stick with you real quick, Drew.
3: And, and those um, uh, those games are bought seventh and eighth, you can go to nai8.org and find out information on how to watch them. It is a paid stream if you want to watch these uh teams at this point. And quick update miles it with 12, what 12 to go, miles up 14 4 over Everwaters. Good, great
1: update, great update. With that being said, 80 Drew on those three teams, uh, which team could win a game and then of them if. They can win maybe a couple of games, or uh, which one will potentially go the deepest in the tournament?
3: Russ, Russ should get out of the first round against Faulkner. Faulkner is a good team, but I think Russ has what it takes to get out of that. Having to play Campbellsville on their own home floor, the second round is is going to be is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. The other one, and just having seen Florida Memorial play, I mean. I could I could literally see Florida Baborio going through and actually getting out of this and getting to the sixteen uh, more than I can Russ. Even though I think Russ has a a better team, Russ has a better first round matchup. If Florida Baborio gets through that first round, they'll come on out of that uh, they'll come on out of that bracket and make out of that pod and make it to the sixteen.
1: Great one, Charles. Same question to you. Which one of those teams that you see win a game? Or maybe go to deep
2: center term i'm with i'm with um i'm with AB on this I think Russ has an opportunity uh where they can uh make a statement early uh, and catch that a little bit of momentum and that's all it takes when you talk about uh one and done and I think they can make a little bit of a run uh in terms of taking a look at what they've done thus far uh rebounding and low post scoring is what you need to to, to go uh far in, in in march so i'm looking forward to seeing what they can do great points great points
1: with that being said Tough news to deliver for you. Uh Tennessee State on Wednesday opened up first round play in OBC against SIU Edwardsville uh, and lost 71 to 64. Was that being a any. No, it. That's women's. I'm Thank sorry. You. Thank you for that. Good point. Uh, and it didn't get much better for our independent programs on the women's side uh, in the colonial, as you had North Carolina AT. They were winning most of this game as they had that early tip off. Uh, but um, Delaware was able to come back and get it done uh, and beat uh, North Carolina AT in that matchup. Delaware wins 79 to 75. Hampton plays uh this evening. They're playing at six. No scoring update as Hampton plays Hostra. So ANT that you thought maybe as a you know, one of the top teams during the regular season could go on a run. Uh, they they just fell off early a good band
3: at the end of the season.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they they lost two out of four. Uh, struggled a little bit there. Things didn't quite go there. Um, they lose that one in overtime uh, to Delaware, seventy-nine to seventy-five. So that's a tough matchup was going on there. Uh, we have four seconds left, so we can pretty much say how we should get it done, unless something goes off the radar. Um, so in terms of seating. Uh, you're going to have Norfolk State, the one seed, Morgan State, um, and Howard are tied at 10 and 4. They went one and one against each other. Morgan State had the point differential, so they should be number two seed according to uh, the tiebreaker. Uh, but the official will come out. This is just to give you some other indication that number three, you have Howard uh, uh, coming in that spot, even though they're tied in second space. If they uh, cannot, if they can hold on to the lead here, uh, North Carolina Central finishes at eight and six, so their fourth seed. You have Cotton State and Delaware State tied at the five, nine seed with Maryland Eastern Shore. So that's one of those MIAC tiebreakers. So I'm not going to get into uh, everything that Haiti drew broke down earlier. We'll let the conference figure it out. And the eighth seed will be South Carolina State in terms of what goes on there. Let me give you a final update on. Uh the women's side of uh, the SWAT. Obviously, we have the HBCU go games going on in terms of what that looks like there. Uh, that is Jackson State at Arkansas Pine Bluff. So that's on HBCU go. You'll see the men's, which will be interesting in terms of that matchup. They want to give you some scores here. The Grambling Alabama AM game has went final. AM Bulldogs, the lady gets it done, still on the women's side fifty-five to 60. Uh, You have Southern coming down the stretch with 624 left up on Alabama State, 66 to 55. Uh, You have Alcorn pounding the City Valley even more now, 58 to 41, 814 left in the fourth. Uh, Jackson State has come back. They're already taking the lead, 228 left in the third. So they've gone rolling 31 to 25, but it is a intriguing contest. In terms of the men matchup, Charles, uh, what are your final thoughts in terms of what games you have uh, wanted to look at? Um, in terms of these SWAC well, and MIAC games tonight,
2: yeah, I think uh, uh, AD he, he talked about all the madness that could happen within the MIAC at the top of the show. Uh, but the games that I'm looking at, especially uh, this weekend uh, in the SWAC, uh, Texas Southern and Prairie View that that has that could has the potential to have a lot riding on it uh, in regards to Texas Southern. Uh, Getting into the tournament next week. Uh, Another one that is intriguing, to say the least, is Jackson State. They've got on a little bit of a roll uh, going into the five weeks of the tournament. And if they go 2 0 this weekend, I believe they will have won, if I'm not mistaken. four or five in a row. So uh, for them to be catch uh, a little bit of a hot streak going into the tournament is going to be very interesting. But those are the games that I think will be really interesting to watch this weekend. Grambling, of course, uh, Alabama a and at Grambling, I think that will be interesting to see what happens between Grambling and Alcorn State, who will be the top seed, who will win in the regular season uh, SWAC men's championship. So those are the games I think will be uh, very intriguing in the SWAC this weekend. I
1: like it. Final things here. Um told you about hbc go tonight on saturday hbc go will feature the texas tussle uh which is texas southern in prairie view It'd be fascinating that could come down to uh whether texas southern gets in we'll see what that means at the end of the night also on espnu which is a game that i'm gonna have focus on the men's side you have norfolk state uh versus howard uh, so that should be an interesting matchup because it will decide uh whether we have this three-way tie or can howard Uh, Win the conference first time in, what, 30-some years? With that being said, I want Mm. to say thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Neataka the dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop uh, with A.D. Drew. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Hill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. We look forward to you next week as we discuss the latest in the lab. Make sure again you check out on Sunday, you check out Brian and AD as they have a great show lined up with some great interviews. Uh, check them out. They'll give you some updates in terms of what it's that to be like. It's juicy. You know, it, yep, yeah, it will be juicy. <laughs> I know I'll be turning <laughs> in. We got to worry about that on multiple levels. Should be information uh, full of that as well as intriguing discussion and dialogue. Follow me, Dr. King on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's Dr k-e-n-y-a-t-t-a-c-a-v-i-l that's d-r-k-e-n-y-a-t-t-a-c-a-v-i-l inside the hbc sports lab one on twitter facebook and youtube is inside the hbc sports lab dream big continue to move forward we will talk with you soon charles course ad lecture dismiss.